If you fight and struggle, do you think you'll be able to transform the world and its situation? You will become like those people against whom you are fighting and struggling. That is one of the fundamental laws of life. Choose your enemies very carefully. Friends, you can choose without care. There is no need to be worried about friends because they don't have the same impact on you as does the as does the enemy. You have to be very careful with the enemy because you will have to fight the enemy. In fighting, you will have to use the same strategies, the same tactics, and you will have to use those strategies and tactics for years and years. You will condition you. That is how it has happened down through the ages. Joseph Stalin proved a far more dangerous Tsar than the Tsars who had ruled Russia before communism took over. Why? Because Stalin had learned the strategy from the Tsars. Fighting with the Tsars, he learned the same tactics that they were using. His whole life was spent in fighting, practicing violence. By the time he came to power, Stalin was a Tsar far more dangerous, obviously, because he had succeeded against the Tsar. He must have been more cunning, more violent, more ambitious, and more Machiavellian. Machiavellian. Otherwise, it would would have been impossible for him to win against the Tsars. And he did it on a far greater scale. He defeated all the Tsars. All the Tsars put together had never committed as much violence and murder as Joseph Stalin alone did. Stalin had learned the lesson so well that it is suspected that the leader of the revolution, Lenin, was poisoned by him. Lenin was ill and in the same of in the name of medicine he was poisoned slowly and was killed by the poison. If Lenin had survived, then Joseph Stalin would have become the number three man because there was other men. There was another man, Leon Trotsky who was number two. So Stalin's first priority was to destroy Lenin. He killed Lenin. And then the second was to kill Trotsky, which he did. Then Stalin was in power. And once he was in power, he started killing everybody. All the members of the Politburo, Politburo, and by and by, the highest-ranking communist leaders, because they all knew the strategies they had to be removed. This has happened in all the revolutions in the world. 
This this world is a very beautiful world, but it is in the wrong hands. But when I say that, I don't mean that you start fighting with those wrong hands. What I mean is, please don't you be those wrong hands, that's all. I don't teach revolution. I teach rebellion. I don't teach revolution. I teach rebellion. And the difference is great. Revolution is political. Rebellion is religious. <coughs> revolution needs you to organize yourself as a party, as an, as an army, and fight against the enemies. Rebellion means you rebel as an individual. You simply get out of this whole rut. At least you should not destroy nature. And if more and more people become dropouts, the world can be saved. This will be true revolution, non-political. It will be it will be spiritual. If more and more people get out of the old mind and its ways, if more and more people become loving, non-ambitious, non-greedy, if more and more people are no longer interested in power politics, in prestige and respectability, if more and more people start dropping out of the old, rotten game and living life on their own, it is not a struggle against the old. It is simply getting out of the clutches of the old. And this is the only way to weaken it. This is the only way to destroy it. It is not a struggle against the old. It is simply getting out of the clutches of the old. And this is the only way to weaken it. This is the only way to destroy it. If millions of people simply get out of the hands of the politician, the politicians will die of their own accord. You cannot fight with them. If you fight you, if you fight, you become a politician yourself. If you struggle against them, you become greedy and ambitious yourself. If you struggle against them, you become greedy and ambitious yourself. And that is not going to help. Be a dropout. I like it. Be a dropout. And you have a small life for the 50, 60, 70 years more you may be here. You can't hope that you'll be able to transform the world, but you can hope that you can still enjoy and love the world. Oh, I like this part, especially today. <laughs> Let me read it again. Be a dropout. And you have a small life 
for the 50, 60, 70 years more, you may be here. You can't hope that you'll be able to transform the world, but you can hope that you can still enjoy and love the world. Use the opportunity of this life to celebrate as much as possible. Don't waste in it. Use the opportunity of this life to celebrate as much as possible. Don't waste it in struggling and fighting. Use the opportunity of this life. Use the opportunity of this life to celebrate as much as possible. Don't waste it in struggling and fighting. Ah, use the opportunity of this little life. Use the opportunity of this life to celebrate as much as possible. Don't waste it in struggling and fighting. I'm trying to create a potential force. No, not at all. All potential revolutions have failed. So utterly that only blind people can go on believing in them. Those who have eyes are found. Ah, uh, those who have eyes are bound to teach you something new. Okay, those who have eyes are bound to teach you something new. This is something new. It has been done before too, but not on a large scale. You have to do it now on a large scale. Millions of people have to become dropouts. By dropouts, I don't mean that you leave society and go live in the mountains. You continue to live in society, but you leave the ambition, the greed, continue to live in society. Oh, okay. You continue to live in society, but you leave the ambition, the greed, and the hatred. Live in the society and be loving. And live as a nobody. Then you can enjoy and you can celebrate. And by celebrating and enjoying you will spread the ripples of ecstasy to other people. Ah, I love that kind of living. Maybe. Mm -hmm. You can change the whole world, but not by struggle. Not this time. Enough is enough. We have to change this world by celebrating, by dancing by singing, by music, by meditation, by love, not by struggle. Uh, the old certainty, the old certainty has to cease for the new to be. The old certainly has to cease for the new to be. But please don't misinterpret me. Certainly the old has to cease, but the old is within you, not without. I'm not talking about the old structure of society. I'm talking about 
the old structure of your mind that has to cease in order for the new to be. And a single person dropping the old structure of the mind creates such a great space for many to transform their lives that it is incredible, unimaginable, unimaginable, unbelievable. A single person transforming himself becomes a trigger. Then many more starts changing. His presence becomes a catalytic, catalytic agent. Okay. A single person transforming himself becomes a trigger. Then many more starts changing. His presence becomes a catalytic agent. This is the rebellion I teach. You drop out of the old structure. You drop out of the old greed. You drop out of the old idealism. You become a silent, meditative, loving person. Be more in a dance and then see what happens. Somebody sooner or later is bound to join the dance with you. And then more and more people will. I have no political leanings. <clears throat> I have no political leanings. <clears throat> I'm utterly against politics. Yes, the old has to cease for the new to be. The old has to cease for the new to be. The old has to cease for the new to be. But the old has to cease within you. Then the new will be there. And once the new is within you, the new is infectious, contagious. It starts spreading into other people. Joy is contagious. Laugh, and you'll see that others start laughing. So is it with sadness? Be sad. And somebody looking at your long face suddenly becomes sad. We are not separate. We are joined together. So when somebody's heart starts laughing, many other hearts are touched. Sometimes even faraway hearts. Sometimes even faraway hearts. You have come from such faraway places. Somehow my laughter has reached you. My love has reached you. Somehow my laughter has reached you. My love has reached you. Somehow, in some mysterious way, my being has touched your being and you have come here against all the difficulties. But, but I'm not teaching you to struggle against anything. Whenever you struggle against anything, you become a reactionary. Uh -huh. Because this is a reaction. You become obsessed with something, you are against it, and then there is every possibly.
but then and then there is every possibility that the thing you are against will dominate you. Maybe in a negative way, but it will dominate you. Friedrich Nietzsche was very much opposed to Jesus Christ. But my own analysis of Friedrich Nietzsche is that he was too much impressed by Jesus Christ just because he was against him. He was obsessed. He was really trying to become a Jesus Christ in his new in his own own right. His great book thus spake Zarathustra is an effort to create a new gospel. The language he uses, the metaphors, the pro the poetry certainly reminds out of Jesus Christ. And Nietzsche was very much against him. He never missed a single opportunity. If he could condemn Jesus, he would immediately condemn him. If he could Jesus if he could condemn Jesus, he would immediately condemn him. But one is reminded again and again of Jesus. He was obsessed. When he became mad in the last phase of his life, he even started singing his letters as uh he even started signing his letters as Antichrist Friedrich Nietzsche. He could not forget Christ. Even when he became mad, <laughs> first he would write Antichrist and then he would sign his name. You can see the obsession, the deep jealousy of Jesus that dominated him his whole life. It destroyed his immense creativity. He could have been a rebel life. Uh, he could have been a rebel. Uh, he could have been a rebel, but he reduced himself to a reactionary. He might have brought something new to the world, but he could not. He remained obsessed with Jesus. I'm not against anything or anybody. I don't want you to be free from something. I simply want you to be free. See the difference. Freedom from is never total. That from keeps it entrapped with the past. Freedom from can never be real freedom. I like it. Obstacles and stepping stones requests responses to questions. Obstacles and stepping stones responses to questions. Okay. There are many kinds of freedom, social, political, economic, but they are only superficial. True freedom has a totally different dimension to it. It is not concerned with the outside world at all. It arises within you. It is freedom from all kinds of conditionings. Religious ideologies, political philosophies, all that has been imposed on you by others 
fetters you, chains you, imprisons you, makes you spiritually a slave. Meditation is nothing but the destruction of all these fetters and conditionings, the destruction of the whole prison, so that you can again be free under the sky and the stars out in the open available to existence. The moment you are available to existence, existence is available to you. And the meeting of those two availabilities is ultimate bliss. But it can happen only in freedom. Freedom is the highest value. There is nothing higher. The moment you are available to existence, existence is available to you. And the meetings of those two availabilities is ultimate bliss. But it can happen only in freedom. Freedom is the highest value. There is nothing higher.、Mm. On, the, on the one hand, you are suggesting we should have ultimate freedom to do whatever we want to do. And the, on the other hand, You are saying you, we have to take responsibility. With responsibility, I cannot use the word freedom as I want. When I understand what you are saying, I feel grateful. But mostly, I see that I would rather think of freedom as license. It is one of the、uh, pen- perennial. Questions. What's perennial? Okay. It is one of the perennial questions of humanity the question of freedom and f- responsibility. If you are free, you interpret it to mean that now there is no responsibility. Just a hundred years ago, Friedrich Nietzsche declared God is dead and man is free. And the next sentence he wrote is, Now you can do whatsoever you want to do. There is no responsibility. God is dead. Man is free, and there is no responsibility. There he was absolutely wrong. When there is no God, there is tremendous responsibility on your shoulders. If there is a God, he can share your responsibility, you can throw your responsibility on him. You can say, it is you who have made the world. It is you who have made me in this way. It is you who is finally, ultimately responsible, not me. How can I be ultimately responsible? I'm just a creator. I'm just a creature. And you are the creator. Why have you put seeds of corruption and seeds of sin in me from the beginning? You are responsible. I'm free. In fact, if there is no God, then man is absolutely responsible for his acts because there is no way to unload that responsibility on anyone else. What I say to you that you are free 
I mean you are responsible. You cannot throw responsibility on anybody else. You are alone. And whatever you do is your responsibility. You cannot say that somebody else forced you to do it because you are free. Nobody can force you because you are free. It is your decision to do something or not. With freedom comes responsibility. With freedom comes responsibility. Freedom is responsibility. But the mind is very cunning. The mind interprets in its own way. It always lies, it always listens to what it wants to listen to. It goes on interpreting things in its own way. The mind never tries to understand what is really the truth. It has made that decision already. I have heard. I'm a respectable man, doctor, but lately life has become intolerable because of my feelings of guilt and self. Recrimination, self recrimination. The patient gulped miserably before com- continuing. The patient gulped miserably before continuing. You see, I have recently fallen victim to an uncontrollable. Uncontrollable urge to pinch and fondle girls in the underground. Deary me, tat the psychiatrist consolingly, we must certainly help you to rid yourself of this unfortunate urge. I can quite see how distressing. The patient broke in anxiously. It is not so much the urge I wanted to get rid of for me, doctor. It is the guilt. Ah! It is not so much the urge I wanted to get rid of for me, doctor. It is the guilt. People go on talking about freedom, but they don't want freedom exactly. They want irresponsibility. They ask for freedom, but deep down, unconsciously, they ask for irresponsibility. License. Freedom is maturity. License is childish. I like that. Freedom is maturity. License is childish. Freedom is possibly.、Uh, freedom is possible only when you are so integrated. That you can accept the responsibility of being free. The world is not free because people are not mature. Revolutionaries have tried many things down through the centuries, but it all fails. 
Ethiopians always contemplate about how to make man free, but nobody bothers, because man cannot be free unless he is integrated. Only a Buddha can be free. Mahavira, a Christ, a Mohammedan, Muhammad, can be free. A Zarathustra can be free, because freedom means man is now aware. If you're not aware, then you need the state, the government, the police, and the courts. Then freedom has to be curtailed. Then freedom exists in same,、uh, the freedom exists in name only. In fact, it doesn't exist at all. How can freedom exist when government exists? It is impossible. But what to do about it? <clears throat> If governments disappear, there will, be, there will be anarchy, not freedom. It will be a worse state than it is now. It will be sheer madness. Police are needed because you are not alert. Otherwise, what is the point of having a policeman standing at a crossroad? If people are alert, the policeman can be removed because he will become unnecessary. But people are not, consci But people are not conscious, the policeman is needed. So when I say freedom, I mean be responsible. The more responsible you become, The more free you become, or the more free you become, the more you take responsibility. Then you have to be very alert about what you are doing and what you are saying. You have to be conscious about even your smallest gestures because there is nobody else to control you. You have to be conscious about. Even your smallest gestures, because there is nobody else to control you. When I say to you that you are free, I mean that you are a god. Freedom is not license, it is a tremendous discipline. I like that. Freedom is not a license, it is a tremendous discipline. Okay.